It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Today, I'm talking about pathological lying, what it is, and how it compares to normal lying. We didn't take players from Oklahoma. We took players from the transfer portal. Pathological lying used to be called pseudologia fantastica. I like saying that. It didn't feel real, and and I honestly never saw myself leaving OU. And it referred to people who told multiple outrageous lies that would border on the fantastic. The truth is, for me, is I love Oklahoma. I love coaching here. I love college football. And those were more than just simple lies. These would include elaborate details that seem questionably believable. Very early Sunday morning, uh, USC engaged with some interest and wanted to have a conversation. And honestly, Scott, that's the first conversation at any point in my time at Oklahoma that I'd ever had with, uh, with another football team. The motive behind the lying wasn't always clear, and sometimes it was just to impress people. It was very sudden. I was totally committed to our team as we made a championship and playoff run. Well, is this your response to Lincoln Riley pinning an article in the Players Tribune? No, that's not my official response. I got another. uh, My official response is coming up later. Okay, that was just the that was just the tease right there. But what'd you think? I, whenever I first saw it come across the timeline, I thought, oh, okay. This could be interesting. Let's see what we've got here. And then I opened the article, began reading, and about two paragraphs in, I thought, okay, yeah, he's not going to say anything different than he's already said. Oh, so it was like a Bud Elliott article then. Basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's about the same stuff that we've heard, right? He did offer up that there's some things that he wishes he could have done differently, but other than that, it's the same stuff we've seen. <laughs> but that's why, why do it now? Why? He wasted everyone's time today. Um, he didn't say anything that we didn't already know. Like, it, it was built up to be this great apology, and he still lied in it, blatantly lied to everyone in this thing. Really? What well, on the part where he says, I. That's the first time we talked to him? Well, yeah, then it all came together in like two hours or 12 hours or whatever the timeline is. Yeah, Teddy, that's the part where he was lying, amongst right. others. Well, I don't Just know. Just weird, dude. I don't know. I don't know why the timing. I don't know why now. I, I wonder how that works. How does the Players' Tribune work? Is it – do they reach out to people asking if they want to – it may right, work both or, ways. Maybe they reach out to the agents or the agents reach yeah. out to, to them. I have no idea, really, the, the ins and out of that. But we, we got nothing. We got nothing out of, out of today. And it's just odd. Like, as everyone is – I feel like 
more than ever, everyone had really turned the page, and the focus was on the spring game and Baker's weekend, and just throw it out the Wednesday of this week Hmm. is odd. Like, there has to be some calculated – I don't think that this was random. Um, There was a reason as to why this came out today. My guess would be, if I I had to venture a guess – after the uh, negative comments by Rattler and Stogner last week that this is a some sort of a message to throw out there trying to explain himself and him not looking like the bad guy g- during all this. I, But I, here's the thing, man. Has it, this is April. We are, what, five full months pretty much? Pretty close. Out from the day that that happened? Yeah. Everyone's already like burrowed into their side. There's nothing that's going to be said one way or another that's going to convince anyone of anything else. I would say at this point, like he's about to have a spring game and have that to talk about. OU, most of the fans are about to be able to see Venable's new team and the new look. And his spring game's on ESPN. It's got a bigger platform than OU's. It seems like Catch Radius Herb Street's going to be out there and everything. Yeah, it catch radius Herb Street. Love that. Uh, it, it it seems like everyone except for you, obviously, <laughs> has moved on from this thing in some form or another. It seems weird to rekindle that right before. Is this to like draw interest to their spring game that's going to be on ESPN? I I mean, really, this is going to draw interest to their well, spring it's going to get it's going to get. Get it back circulating around, and then oh, by the way, their spring game is going to be on ESPN. Oh, you tell me why else you do it the Wednesday before, just to restoke everything He's without a saying anything. How new. do you explain the behaviors of a sociopath? Can you? No, no, if you can. Like we're trying to justify this, it doesn't make any sense, but. I mean, this guy's got somewhat of a track record. I mean, we didn't even really know anything about him until uh, after he left. Just an odd guy. I don't I don't know if we can really explain that. Hey, I don't mind odd people. I would consider myself odd, okay? That's what everyone. There's nothing wrong with being odd. But, yeah, I, I thought the timing was weird to not say anything new, right? Well, I, you know what I took out of it as well? He continues to believe, and this is pretty amazing, but he continues to believe that we're all stupid. <laughs> he thought we were all stupid while he was the head coach here. Uh, this is a blue blood program. The fans are actually really smart there, bud. Uh, but still, today, he, he thinks he can throw out some half-hearted apology and everyone's just going to go, Gah, he's just a stand-up guy, isn't he? He, he thinks he can blatantly lie to everyone about how quickly this came together. We're going to blame. He thinks we're all stupid. What do you mean? Is was there an apology in here? Well, I, it, there wasn't an apology. He just continues to throw out the same line of what the timeline looks like as to when he was offered and accepted the USC job. Like, dude, we're not stupid. We know that that's not how it works. Here's what. It, here's kind of the the paragraph everyone's talking about on the plane ride to Los Angeles so many emotions were flowing through my mind I was so excited about USC and its potential but I was also filled with some guilt and sadness realizing that Norman was no longer home there are aspects of my departure and transition that I would certainly do differently if I could do it again 
and I acknowledge that I could have handled some parts of the situation better. I absolutely own that. While I was able to talk with several players after the team meeting, I wish I would have had time to sit down with each individual player and staff member to explain my decision. You could have. I mean, you wish you had. I mean, you could have. You could have handled it that way. If you wanted to. Well. I know news breaks and things, but you could have. You didn't have a game the next week. Yeah, here's the thing, though. And not defending Lincoln Riley, but I understand the feeling of of saying, uh, this is going to land with uh, a massive explosion. I need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I need to talk to people that are going to be happy to see me, not that are upset with me. Text line says, I watched a rerun of Criminal Minds last night. Muleshoe's behavior reminds me so much of that bad guy from the episode. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Criminal Minds. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, it, it was interesting to see that come across. The timing is interesting. Um, I there was there was really there was was there anything new in there? Did we? No, that's the thing. There was nothing new other than oh hey, by the way, I did feel a little remorse, and I wish I would have handled it a little bit differently. All right, thanks guys, appreciate it. Hope all's well. Yeah, but outside that, no. Jumped on a Zoom with USC officials. I informed our athletic director Joe Castiglione. And in one of the most uh, difficult moments, golly, can you talk? Come on, in one of the most difficult moments of my life and career, I stood in front of our Oklahoma team to let them know that I was leaving. Well, I guess the next step for him will be to call even more uh, media members around here and try and uh, you know help build his name back up. Isn't that what he likes to do? Oh, I don't know. I think that. Um, I think the timing is interesting. Other than that, I don't know what to make of it. He does appreciate the opportunity from the Players' Tribune to write the piece. Well, thank God. <laughs> That's great to know. I feel a lot better. Uh, I, but this is what I hate, man. I am sick of the – and I know it's, I know it's like the, the perfect statement and no one can really batter it or or say much about it but i'm not a fan of the this was just the best opportunity for me and my family yeah you said it's, something to the effect of you know and not everyone will agree with it but i just knew it was right i mean okay i i don't like it's like you're taking your your wife and kids and putting them in front of you and saying well i made this decision you know, for the the best of my family. But it's really not. I mean, if we're talking about just sliding by being able to pay bills and you have to do something that maybe is not what any other people would want you to do to be able to, to afford a better life for your family, okay, we're talking about something. But when you make Seven and a half million dollars a year. You can't convince me that there's a better move for your family. That's why, and that's th- that point is why I. I mean, no one believes in the timeline that that's how it happened. Yeah. But that's why I think it contradicts his statement even more about that because he would lead you to believe that one of the biggest, if not the biggest, reasons he took the job is for a better life for his family uh, out in California. 
So you're telling me within one Zoom call, it's he really made that the, he made that decision for his entire family. It's really Seriously? the only reason we've been given. It's not that he hasn't said that, at least that I know of. There's a better path to a championship at USC. There's, I really there hasn't been any reason given other than better. Better for me and yep. my family. And he realized that with one, within one Zoom call, Teddy, in two hours, how much better of a situation it was going to be for his family. Give me a break on that. His agent, well, his agent told him that USC had some interest, and he was shocked by that. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Let's put a Zoom call together. Yeah, they, they fired their head coach in September, and they didn't uh, they didn't make their official hiring until December. Yeah, I'm sure USC was just going that entire time without knowing that he had any interest and that they were just going to be able to pluck him at the end. I'm sure that was going on. Right. Well, whatever. Uh, it's like I said last hour, it's it's annoying. It, it, in some ways, it's even frustrating. But I adamantly believe that there's not an OU fan out there that would trade the old coach or trade the uh, yeah trade the the new coach for the old coach. I think everyone realizes that they're they're in a better situation now. Is well, uh, at the end of the day, that's the thing. USC loves the coach that they got. Oklahoma loves the coach that that we got. Um, yeah, there was some mess in between, but I think both places are better off, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. In OU's case, I think they're much better off. What about Southern Cows? Uh, yet to be seen, all right? <laughs> yet to be seen. I'm not giving him that much credit. Come on. Uh, um, you don't think that this was – Put out before Baker's thing to try and... Any options on the table? Why don't we ask Baker when he comes on today at 5 o'clock? Ask him what? Baker, what was it like when your former coach threw out a crappy article on the Wednesday before (laughs) your statue was to be put on campus? (laughs) In the Players' Tribune? Yeah. (laughs) First question, just to lead it (laughs) off, you know? (laughs) Just come out hot. So, Becker, when did you know about Lincoln leaving to USC, huh? When did you talk to him about it? Yeah. Well, that's that. We learned nothing. We just um, stirred the hornet's nest a little yeah, more, I yeah. guess. What, whatever. I Move forward. Spring game this weekend. It's Baker's weekend. Which does – it does bring Let's up a, an interesting question. How many Sooner fans – are going to record and hate watch the USC spring game. Oh, everyone, for sure. <laughs> God forbid they run a jet if they run a jet sweep during the spring game, Teddy, I'm going to go off. Oh, uh, man, we should have well, it's too early, but we still need to do the GoFundMe for the plane that carries the Rush 3 Drop 8 well, signs around what, all their if games. If Grinch has anything to him at all, um, he will he will run uh, rush three drop eight the entire spring game, <laughs> and there won't be any points scored. It'll be a three nothing affair there in the Coliseum. But come on, Grinch, rush three drop eight. You it's know on the ESPN. This is your t- chance to to make a name for yourself. Is that what you're saying? And honestly, if they're doing an offense versus defense format, um, you might as well do it. Might as well. Ha, we're not gonna. We're, we're not gonna. It's not gonna be a game of tag. I can tell you that. Right. Okay, well, your 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 uh, your teams here at OU look like they're playing hey, games of tag. That's for about four or five not years. true. Well, that's what they look like trying to tackle Xavier Worthy first play of the Texas game. Looked like a game of tag to me. I just didn't yeah. know it was so hard to get off blocks during a game of tag. It was the only difference. Yeah, it can be 
Why don't you give Worthy some credit for just making a great play? Nah, I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> no need to slander the University of Oklahoma football team, all right? Hopefully, which I will say, uh, of little notes or whatever things that I'm going to be looking for in the spring game, uh, I've got a handful of things. Tackling is going to be one of the uh, the wow, highest like things. A true football guy right there. Well, come on, man. I'm, I'm looking for tackling today, boys. Don't act like it hasn't been an issue here for several years. It has been a big issue. Okay. Uh, the number one thing I'm looking forward to, which does not matter one bit, do you think Baker cries? He's a pretty emotional guy. This is a big deal to him. You think he cries during the uh, ceremony? Define cry. Crack voice or... Crack voice and there's at least some moisture coming from his eye. Take a moment. There's there's some watery eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cracked voice, long pause, and uh, some allergy issues. Um, I don't think so. Ooh. I think he breaks the ice by grabbing the mic and saying Texas sucks. (laughs) And then uh, just... Goes full Baker. It's really all you have to do. It's it's great being an OU athlete or an ex athlete, whatever. You just grab the mic. That's all you have to say. Everyone goes crazy. It's like um, nip, Billy Madison. Nip high football. Nip rules. high football rules. It's all you have to say, and everyone goes nuts. That's right. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, and uh, Texas sucks. Perfect. All right. Quick timeout. Opening timeout. Hit us on the text line six five one three four three nine. We'll be back. Five two four two four, or go to Soonersports.com for more information. See you in September. Three o'clock, it's coming. So um, we've had a an amazing spring. Um, really, just uh, we finished up with little ice cream Sundays out there. Uh, we're making them go into a, an accountability run, and uh, had the ice cream truck uh, after a, we had a half scrimmage today uh, and uh, really finished up in a great way. So um, our guys have accelerated through the finish line, have been very intentional and purposeful uh, about uh, you know just having the right mindset, not just showing up to practice, but being, again, very focused and um, intense. And I've seen just great improvement across the board, some of it more incremental um, than others, but just seeing fundamentals improve and just how to play the game, how to practice the right way, how to compete the right way, how to show up to meetings the right way, how to run on and off the field, how to stretch the right way, how to be a good teammate. Um, just been a lot of fun. How to respond. Been a lot of adversity. We've intentionally gone out of our way to 
put our guys in a lot of tough, strainful situations. OU head coach Britt Venables yesterday. They had an ice cream truck out at the uh, practice yesterday. You a little bit jealous? That strike a chord with you? Not jealous at all because I caught the other piece that was slid in there, an accountability run. Yeah, that's true. Which uh, there's a 25% chance that you're on that accountability team that was having to run. And maybe it was more than just one. Maybe it was all of them. I don't know. So Yeah, you definitely would have been on the accountability run knowing what I know about some uh, – What? Just, just saying, I, I, you would have been on the accountability run. That's all. Mm, perhaps, um, but yeah, I had had the ice cream out there. It's getting close to a wrap on spring football. So, you know, he says that there's been a ton of guys that have made a lot of progress. I hope that's the case. And I, I mean, I don't think he's one to to say that. You know that I don't think he would say that if if that hasn't truly happened. But you know, part of it I think maybe is I think the evaluation may be a little tainted, so to speak. It's really hard to evaluate guys whenever they don't know what the hell they're doing, right? Sure. So as you go through spring and everyone starts to get up to speed on the defense and what we're doing and offensively and what we're doing, guys start to look way better just because they, they know what they're doing. So by how much of it is, well, he's just, he's just learned the system. That's why he looks like he's gotten so much better. Does that make any sense? Uh, perfect sense. Perfect sense. Now – you're not talking down to us. You know, Lincoln would be like, does that make sense, guys? I mean, I can run it over again. Does that make sense to you guys out there? <laughs> I know that's a little complicated, but does, does that make sense of how we're doing things? No, I'm just trying to frame it properly, and sometimes I don't do that well. I won't be able to listen to y'all until the last hour. Make sure you save some analysis of TBOW's heartfelt and oh-so-dramatic uh, for the late crowd. Hey, we've got Baker Mayfield in the final hour. That's true. Right out of the top of the uh, the segment, right? Yeah, uh, five five o'clock is when we're gonna have Baker on. Dixie in Tulsa says, "Did I just hear Tyler say move forward after talking about Lincoln? Hell is for sure freezing over, or Teddy threatened you with your life." Yeah, you're not moving forward. Nah, uh-uh. you're hovering over that um, that decision. Which, hey, that's fair. Maybe. Hey, maybe the spring game for you is going to be an official move on. I don't think so. No, <laughs> no? I, don't, I don't think so. No, always looking for content, and uh, ripping on him is still my favorite content five months after the fact. Uh, Monday, are you going to be talking more about OU spring game or USC spring game? Depends. Um, if I see speed option with the backup quarterback to the near side or a jet sweep or a awful onside squib kick, or anything like that, uh, USC will be the, the focus for us on Monday. Right. Just to let you know. Do you think that um, – I don't, I don't know. I guess you know, one of the things is what does Caleb Williams look like out there? He knows the offense and everything, but how much focus is he – like he's had a lot of – a lot of outside noise I, going what on. I, I mean, for their sake, I'm a little bit worried about that. I mean, he got some he got some NIL money this offseason. 
everyone telling him how great he is, how great the program's about to be. And maybe he doesn't realize it, but there is more pressure on him now. Like, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to being the star quarterback at OU. There is no doubt. But now he's expected, Teddy, to kind of revive an entire state or an entire area of the country when it comes to college football. Has he been totally focused this offseason? Has he done everything he needs to do to make that jump? Because he was not perfect last year. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that he's got to get better at. And it's hard to have that drive, man, when people are throwing NIL money and telling you how awesome USC is going to be because you're you're playing quarterback. Yeah, well, that's going to be the big question. Um, The other one is their offensive line. He's going to make some plays with his athleticism. There's no doubt about that, but – uh, is is their offensive line going to be good enough to hold up in the passing game and and give him the required time that he needs? So, yeah, uh, and be able to run the football and establish some run to uh, to help them. Like, as we – this was – Lincoln was not good or OU was not good on third and long. Which, I mean, I guess no one is really good on But they were before with good offense. I mean, third well, and ten with Kyler and Baker, it was, all right, this isn't ideal, but I think they might pick this up still. Yeah, it felt like they rarely went to third and long under those guys because they were so effective running the ball. And as we got worse running the football, we faced more third and, third and longs. I mean, yeah, I think they could probably be efficient on one or two a game, usually because he just kept going really fast, calling his normal offense. And um, they were able to, you know, to pick those things up. But as the running game really lacked, it it just third down. They really, really struggled. Pac twelve Co- comparatively co- speaking. Pac twelve defensive coordinators calling KU's defensive coordinator is the comedy that I'm here for. That's right. from the nine one eight. Yeah, I like that. What's an accountability run? It's <laughs> also on there. Accountability run is the team is divided up. And I'm not sure if it's four different teams. It's divided up into teams. You have an accountability team. And it's a, it's a mix of players. I believe they drafted those teams. And the whole team runs if there's accountability issues. So uh, you miss a class, well, you're accountable to your team. That team's going to run. If you miss a workout, same thing. If you miss a time in a workout, if you um, don't have your locker cleaned up the way it's supposed to, if you're late to a meeting, any of the things that they're – the standard that they have to conduct themselves according to, like if you stray from that at all, the accountability team that you're on has to run. Hey, let's win some money. I've got uh, futures for who wins the Big 12 next year. Here are the odds. Uh, Oklahoma is the favorite at plus 150. Hmm. So basically meaning if you bet $100, you're going to win uh, $150. Well, you'll get paid out $150. You know, Weird. There's a bunch it. of uh, preseason top tens that have Baylor, Okie State, a bunch of teams ahead of us. Yeah, if you want to throw away your money. Uh, you can bet on Texas at plus 225. They have the second-best odds. Anyone? Any takers? Not even Texas fans? No. Hmm, okay. No. I, I think Texas has some, some playmakers offensively. We'll see what the offensive line does for them. 
Now we get to third highest odds. Oklahoma State and West Virginia at plus 700. Uh, I don't understand it with West it's Virginia. It's JT Daniels. Come on. I don't, I don't get it. Right. Yes. It, that no that might be a worse it. bet than Texas. I don't know. It's not a worse. At least with West Virginia, you get some decent odds there. Um, but West Virginia's chance to win the Big 12 is the same as Texas' chances to win the Big 12. Not good. Not going to happen. How many games does JT Daniels play in for West Virginia? <laughs> That's eight. Eight? <laughs> right? Yeah, probably. At, at most. Uh, here, here's your value. Uh, Baylor at plus 1,200. Woo! I, I don't know why Baylor has the fifth best odds on the board, but plus 1,200, Woo! buddy. I'm, I'm picking OU to win the league, but if I'm betting a, a hundy on something, go ahead and I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it down on that. Yeah, I'm picking them to win the league, and I'm picking them to beat Baylor in a tight Big Twelve championship game for the for the win. That's I can't believe that. That's crazy. Iowa State at plus fourteen hundred, TCU plus eighteen hundred, Kansas State plus two thousand. I like uh, that. one. Yeah, I do too. Our kind of our dark horse pick this year. Tech at plus twenty eight hundred. And uh, KU at uh, plus 15,000. That's the worst bet on the board, by the way. Plus 15. Yeah, there's no reason to bet on that. Um, Man, there seems to be money to be made on that deal. Totally. Now, I mean, again, you and I both think OU is going to win the Big 12, so... You know, maybe not really that OU just wins another Big 12, but that, that is a... Uh, th- that is not the way that I would have constructed the odds if I uh, had a sports book open at well, all. Well, here's the thing. You can give me three teams, top three teams to win the conference, in your opinion. Uh, uh, OU, Baylor, and I'll roll with Kansas State. That's the top three teams? Yeah. Um, I There's money to be made right there, a $300 bet. I, if OU wins, it, they're what, plus 120? Plus 150. Plus 150, so... You lose, what? Uh, you lose one fifty on that bet, or is it, yeah, yeah. You lose one fifty on that bet. I may be off, but uh, if anyone else wins it, I. You don't. You can eliminate a big chunk, and it's like betting a trifecta, right? You got OU at the top, and then uh, if someone else comes in on then that really card, hits. then it hits big. All right, let's try to sort out the math here. If you bet a hundred on each of those, and OU hits, you'd only lose you, fifty, right? I Technically, think, well, you. Oh gosh, Uh-oh. we're swimming in the deep end right no, now. No, you'd only make fifty dollars if OU won off of your hundred dollars bet, but you would lose. Uh, you'd lose one fifty off the other two hundred that you bet on the other. Right, team. so you would net be down fifty bucks after all that if you bet a hundred on three teams and OU hits, right? No, you'd be down one fifty. Are you sure? Yeah. Because you bet three hundred total and then of the two hundred that's wasted, you get fifty back for OU winning. But you bet a hundred, you win a hundred and fifty. No, you don't. You win fifty. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, God! So a one hundred dollar bet, if it's plus one fifty, like you only get the fifty dollars. We clearly aren't ready for sports right. gambling to be legalized in Oklahoma. That's, we are not. Maybe o- that's why it's taken thank so long. God, you right. I mean, o- o- Oklahoma is like one of the few states that hasn't legalized it yet, um, right. and maybe it will at some point. I don't know, but whew. like, because because like 
plus 110 or whatever is like even money. Like that, that's an even bet. So plus 150 is you win the 50 bucks minus the VIG. Blaine says Teddy's wrong. I don't know. You get the 100. Yeah, okay. You get the 100 back that you bet on Oklahoma plus the 150. I don't know. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Forget about it. Math is not our strong suit here. Right. Hey, it's a good bet on what? K-State and Baylor. That's what we're getting at. That was the real What point. was Baylor, 1,200? Yeah. Whoo! I can't believe that. Won it last year, and I know they lost some guys, but, man, that seems like uh, – that's a massive falloff. The, the, the fly in the ointment, who would it be? Probably Texas? No. To, to win the league? Come on. Out, outside of, like, if you, if you bet on those three teams, Oklahoma, Baylor, and – I'd say Oklahoma State is the State? fly. Yes, fly in the ointment. They've been way more of a fly in the ointment than Texas has been the past decade. Here's I'll go ahead and go with that. Here's what you really need to go off of is there's a different team every single year since it started in the Big 12 championship game. Kansas State has not made it yet. That's your – they're going to be in the Big 12 championship game, right? Uh, yeah. By the way, Pac-12, Oregon is the fave at plus 250, USC and Utah both at plus 350. Um, so if you want to waste some money there, I guess. I – Oregon, I think, is um, – you know that – the tweet that the herd sent out about or or uh, USC flying over them, flying past them, whatever, I th- – I think Oregon's going to be the people flying over and flying past. Well, I've been saying that for USC. three months now. Of I course, know. they are. They're pulling out all the stops to get it done. If there's if there's a Pac-12 school that I'm worried about, it's not SC. It's right. It's Oregon. Yeah, they are. Apparently, the NIL money flowing through Oregon is substantial. So that's not shocking, but. I think they may get it done. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Wednesday. A reminder, Baker Mayfield coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour, so be sure to tune in for that. Um, is there a scenario, and if so, what is the scenario on Saturday where we're going to walk into the spring game with a lot of excitement, but we walk out and say, ooh, that was not good. I did not expect to be a little nervous about this team after leaving this thing, but I'm a little bit more nervous about the squad than, than I, what I was when I walked in. Uh, what makes us nervous? Uh, offensive line getting Brutalized yeah. by the D line. Quarterback doesn't look good. Those two things, most likely. Yeah, I think maybe more so the Dylan Gabriel. Just, I, I don't know though. But even if he does play, it probably is O line because even if he does play poorly, you can justify it a couple ways. Ah, well, Baker and Kyler played poorly and they had great years. And you can also say, well, um, it's not like he's a true freshman quarterback. It, it's proven that he can play at this level. So that was just one bad day. It's probably right. It's probably offensive line is the, the scenario where you're walking out saying, uh-oh. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I think the offensive line, I think I, – I'm not really worried about quarterback 
I don't think I'm going to be worried about quarterback no matter how he looks. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, totally. Um, uh, he's I, not a guy that fans need to worry about until like he shows you know a couple games that he's really struggling. Like you, I think he's proven that you should have confidence in him. Yeah, I think that's the case. Um, I would be worried if we have free runners in the secondary defensively again, but. I, I guess I, I'm not going to say that I expect that, but you know they're they're not even 15 practices in with a new defense and like in a full on scrimmage. Depending on like how fast they're going and stuff like that, like there could be calls being thrown in late and guys not lined up properly and lose a guy in in coverage. So I guess like that would be a concern, but I do expect some amount of that um I'd be concerned if we got guys whiffing on tackles because one of the things that I really expect over a a 15 practice spring where they've done as much live action as they have I, I fully expect tackling to be vastly better than what we've seen so if it's not, that would be a concern. Good point by the text line. Well, but the O-line is going to be split apart. Unit yeah, chemistry so is, is big on the O-line. Yeah, it is in a in a season, but in a practice, typically uh, you're going to have different guys rotating in and out throughout a practice all spring anyways. I Rarely, especially like the way that they've done it, rarely is it going to be – like the ones are out there and they only practice together. I think there's several guys that have been rotating through. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and we're closing up hour number one with a special guest, Jonathan Fowler of the Fowler Automotive Group. Big news today because Fowler just signed Jocelyn Allo to a new NIL partnership. Uh, Jonathan, welcome to the show. I'm going to guess all those home runs is what sparked your interest on uh, getting Jocelyn Allo to an NIL deal. Am I right about that? <laughs> There's a lot to be interested about, man. It's good to talk to you, Tyler and Teddy. I hope you guys are well, and uh, thanks for having me out. But, no, I mean, clearly the the uh, the uh, athleticism that Josh Slow possesses is generational. I mean, she's, she's doing things on the softball field that nobody's ever done, uh, and it's amazing. And it's just amazing to see her continue the rich tradition that Patty and the team have put together at OU Softball. I'll tell you what's cool. You know, OU Softball's always been good. We know that. But – it feels like over the last, I don't know, 24 months or so, the popularity has just exploded. And I know you guys have probably seen that as well, but 
gosh, if someone would have asked you years ago if and I know the NIL stuff was was would have been strange then, but to feel like softball would be getting that much attention to where like, hey, this is an actual good idea that probably wouldn't have been something you would thought about. You know, I, I think that it's great to see it coming, though. It, it really is. And, I, you know, having uh, grown up here around OU sports and you just see the success of so many programs, obviously we've, we've entered into the NIL landscape before and, and had the great partnership with Spencer last season and love that kid and, and wish him the best of South Carolina this year. Uh, Jocelyn gave us an opportunity, one, to partner with an athlete of her caliber, which is outstanding. I mean, she's, again, just she's, she's a generational talent. But beyond that, it, it helps us to continue to try and pour more of, of the spotlight onto to women in sports and to OU softball and just that sport itself. So they've already done so much to raise that recognition on their own and to be able to play a small part in it. It's been a great experience so far. And just getting to know Jocelyn, she's an incredible person uh, beyond, beyond you know, just an athlete as well and uh, just such a bright student. So it's, it's a great partnership for us. It's, it's a, always a pleasure to be able to work with someone like that. And they say don't meet your heroes. Uh, I would encourage people to meet Jocelyn. You're, you're not going to be uh, let down at all on that one. You know, when NIL first started, Jonathan, we didn't know really a whole lot about it. And, and now we're starting to find out more. There's some programs out there being way more aggressive than, than some other programs out there. I'm curious, though, what Fowler's vision of using NIL is as, you know, we, we kind of move forward with this whole deal. You know, when it first opened up, I'll, I'll be completely honest, I, I was someone that for years didn't think that, that paying players was, was going to be a good thing. NIL was something that I kind of looked at as somehow diminishing the, the purity of the game. And I've really come full circle. You know, the, the athletes, the, the students, they deserve to be compensated for what they are doing. Clearly the NCAA and the universities themselves are reaping large benefits, and they, they deserve that as well. Um, when you look at our involvement in it, you know, just being that it's something that's brand new, I think it presented an opportunity for us to get into something that others hadn't been in yet. So there was, was something attractive about it from that. But beyond that, you know, so much of the commentary that we were hearing was about just these big dollar contracts. And I think for us, we saw an opportunity to help raise more awareness for other sports that maybe weren't going to get those big dollar contracts. Uh, but also to be a part of some of those programs and sports that, that are going to get that. So when you look at what we've done with the University of Oklahoma, uh, yeah, we've, we've got marquee athletes uh, like a Jocelyn Olive that, that have a, a premier sponsorship that involves a, a vehicle, and, and that's big. I think she's the first female athlete at the University of Oklahoma and one of the first nationally to get an automotive sponsorship like this. Um, but what we've also been doing that, that we're, we're really proud of is that we're trying to sign athletes of less name recognition to be able to help them gain recognition and compensation for the work that they're doing on and off the field. And uh, it's, it's been great to be able to do that. And so we're looking forward to announcing more partnerships here at the University of Oklahoma uh, and are, are underway on signing people as we speak. Uh, and hopefully, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, there will be stories written as there already are today about what NIL is like. And there will be uh, heroes and there will be villains. There will be companies that unfortunately go out there and take advantage of these students and these athletes and uh, that's what we're hoping to bring awareness to, is that you can do it the right way and really put the student-athlete first and foremost. And it can be a win-win for the organization that's choosing to get into NIL marketing, and most importantly, for the student-athlete. So I appreciate you all giving me a chance to even talk about it, and uh, hopefully we, we can be someone that is a positive example on how to do this.
I, I think you guys have done great. Hey, real quickly before we get out of here, give us some of the details. What are we going to see her riding around town in? And is she going to be making a couple appearances for you guys or something coming up? You know, she needs some room to stuff all those trophies and those record books <laughs> that she's she's getting into. So we had to put her in something that reflected that. Uh, I don't want to give away too much because I'd hate for, you know, she's got a lot of fans following around right now, but if you saw maybe a, a beautiful crimson uh, forerunner rolling around Ooh, uh, on the streets of Norman, there, there may be some trophies hanging out the window. Sweet. I don't know. Awesome. Hey, we appreciate you stopping by, and you guys are doing a really good thing. Uh, congratulations to you guys, and congratulations to Jocelyn See Allen. Jonathan. Thank you all very much, guys. Have a great day. All right. Uh, quick break here. We'll be back.